Okay, so we just had that drama, Luke chapter 5, verses 4 to 11. And so we see here Peter saying yes to Jesus almost straight away. And uh, it says that he left everything and followed Jesus. And I think we can often interpret this as we have to leave everything behind, lead all our gifts and everything just to follow Jesus. But we know that Peter, through the Bible, he carried on being a fisherman because to provide for the disciples. So it's important to remember that as we say yes to Jesus, we can use our gifts to serve him. And also, um, lots of us here would have said yes to Jesus before. That's one of the reasons why we come to church. Um, but it's also really important that we continue to say yes to Jesus. Because as it says in Luke 23, that um, Peter then denies Jesus three times. It's something that um, lots of us um, have heard about. It's a well-known uh, part of the Bible. And it's saying how Jesus knew that um, and predicted that Peter would deny him three times. Um, and because, and even someone um, like Peter, a disciple, and someone that followed Jesus and saw him, he still denied Jesus. Yeah. And it's easy for us to condemn Peter's actions because we're like, you knew Jesus, how could you turn your back on him? But it's important for us to realize this in our own lives and the areas where we deny Jesus. So we might include Jesus in our church life, but not take him into our lives where we go into work and into schools. Um, so it's important to acknowledge the places where we need to bring Jesus into our lives. And from acknowledging these places where we have denied him or where we need to bring him in more, um, we can grow and learn together. And so we think that actually it might be a good idea that um, some of you could share a time that you feel you've denied Jesus, not in, as a, a way of shaming each other, but as a way of like growing as a community and helping each other and realizing that maybe all of us have done this once in a while. For example, as going to school, it's often hard to bring Jesus into there, or when people talk about it, it's easy to just turn your back on it. So that is a place where I find I can deny Jesus. So um, we're going to invite Hannah up, and she's going to run around with the mic. So if anyone wants to share a place where we just have a couple of people just to share where they've denied Jesus. So uh, when I was at school, I, um, I used to go to this amazing youth group um, at St. Nick's in the city centre. And what, a couple of times I invited a whole bunch of my um, schoolmates to come along to it as well. And um, they would carry on saying to me, oh, Andy, can I come back to your youth group? Can I come back to your youth group? And I kept on saying no to them after these two times I invited them. I said, no, no, um, you can't come. Uh, it's just for people in the church and stuff because... I didn't want them in my church setting anymore. I wanted, I wanted my church setting, my youth group, to be where I went to hang out with my friends. I didn't want any of my school friends kind of infiltrating that. So I kind of like um, started saying to them, oh, I don't really go that much anymore. And when I do go, it's just for people who go to church. So I feel that in that, I kind of denied uh, that opportunity that I had to take Jesus to my, to my schoolmates. Um, I was, um, this is um, probably about 10 years ago, I was going through an airport and I, I carry a Bible in my briefcase usually and um, I was going through security and I was, um, I was checking out and the, the woman security guard pulled out the Bible and said, a Bible? And, and I was, what I, what I should have done was, I, and you could, 
she was interested, I think. She, she wanted to talk a, a little bit about it just for a few moments. But I was so kind of um, sort of on guard and, and basically a bit frightened, really, uh, of where I was in security and not, didn't have the confidence in Jesus um, sufficiently live in me. But I just said, a Bible. <laughs> and she put it back in again, and that was the end of it. But it was one of those moments where if I'd been kind of walking in the spirit um, and closer to Jesus. Actually, there was, a nice, there was a really nice moment there where I don't know what she thought in the end, but, you know, it was, it was a bit rubbish. Um, can I squeeze in two? Because <laughs> there might be more. Not that this often, you know, yes, it happens often. But uh, I think uh, one is... I think there are times on the school run or in conversations where somebody asks a question a little bit like James and you end up in a conversation that goes into religiousness. Actually, you know, this, oh yes, you know, what tradition from church, you know, what, what's your church tradition? And that's not really what they're asking. They're wanting to know something of the life in, in you. They want to... But it's a bit like that conversation with um, the woman at the well in Samaria. She looks like, oh, something religious. Uh, let's talk about the temple and where you worship. So that's kind of, I, I know there are many times when I go into, and I think, actually, that's not their question. I've kind of hidden behind a little bit. Oh, yeah, I belong to this church and that kind of thing. And the other thing was um, last week, um, traveling on the train. I was standing at the platform for about half an hour, kind of waiting, and I'm there going, yeah, I know, this is one opportunity. It's one of those times when I'm standing here. Maybe there's somebody God would want me to talk to. And I saw this man, uh, probably late 20s. He was a bit large. He looked unhappy to be himself. Um, he, he kind of ripped his jeans and a kind of from bottom up and I noticed his shoes, and they were kind of a bit like clown shoes, mixed with green and red, and, and I thought, those are really unusual. I'm not used to hearing words, right? But I just had this feeling of, ask him about his shoes. And I didn't. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I stood there, and I thought the train was coming. It wasn't. We had another 10 minutes. And I thought, when I went home, I thought, oh, oh, I didn't, God's love was probably reaching out for this guy, wanting me to talk to him, and I didn't. And I was denying him the opportunity to hear, you know, to hear that there was love for him. Patrick. So, um, as we've, um, as the church has said also, um, can you think of a time that you've denied Jesus? Uh, so, yeah, so at school, um, about in year five, they, it was like uncool to be a Christian. You always had to be part of the cool crowd. And I remember a time when um, I was trying to be really, really like, you know, cool. And then one of my friends asked me, what, are you a Christian? And I'm like, nah, I'm cool. So, yeah, that's a time that I've denied Jesus. So I, should, I probably should have said yes. 
being proud of it. Okay, and when do you think was the first time you said yes to Jesus? Um, so over the years, I've actually tried to say yes to Jesus, but I think it was a few months ago. Um, I asked, Andy just came up to me and said, hey, Pat, do you want uh, me to pray for you? And I said, uh, that would be lovely. And Andy said, what do you want to, me to pray about? And I said, I really want to become a Christian. I want to say yes to Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, Andy said, that's fine. And he prayed for me. And then I felt like a rush of energy and feeling the Holy Spirit come in me. One more. Last question. Um, how do you think like, um, you've continued to say yes to God? And can you think of a practical way of doing this? Uh, so, I think praying every night, just in, even if you're just in bed, just praying and saying, I'm saying yes to you again. And every day do that. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> okay, but the best thing to remember is through all our denying that we are encouraged to say yes to Jesus again and Jesus gives us a way to follow him again and draw closer to God. Jesus knew that um, Peter was going to deny him and so it says... Um, in the Bible, in John 21, verses 15 to 17, um, it says um, like how um, Jesus um, gave Peter another chance, um, gave him a chance um, to say that he loved him, and we're going to read that now. There we go, that's a start. <laughs> when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon... I'll start again. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. <laughs> um, so um, here we see Jesus redeeming Peter's actions because Jesus is the redeemer and he gives us a chance to follow him again. By saying yes to Jesus, this is um, saying that we believe in him, that we love him and that we, we want to follow him. And also, because Jesus is a redeemer, like all of these times that we have denied, it, they do not matter and because he loves us. And so we should love him and follow him because of that too. Yeah, and he gives us the instruction, take care of my sheep. So this can be a demonstration and a pouring out of our love. And as we take care of the sheep, we draw closer to God as we know the shepherd better. And um, I mean, you might be thinking, like, who are the sheep? So HM, who are they? Uh, the people around you. And how do we look after them? using Jesus as an example. And where do you get Jesus as an example? In the Bible. You know, the Bible's a pretty helpful thing. <laughs> okay, Roddy just asked where to get the Bible from. I mean, we can look at them in church, and also there's many around. <laughs> um, and we can also use this analogy of the sheep and looking after them um, for humans. So sheep need food and water and shelter. And leadership and a flock or community. And humans need this as well. So obviously we have so many charities that do amazing work, um, giving uh, food, shelter, protection, all of these things. 
But equally, we're thinking about this on, on a spiritual level, how we can um, help each other um, as a community to, um, to spiritually give each other food. And that can look like praying for each other, praying with each other, just being with each other. Yeah, and also with the community and the flock and protection. So the church is a very amazing place and it's a stable place for people to come and just to be near to God. So it's important for us to have that open for people. Yeah. And so we think that the most important thing to take away from this is that we should continue to say yes to Jesus, but then look after his sheep and pray for his sheep as a demonstration of our love. Not as evidence or proof, but as a demonstration. Um, they're very, they are different things and it's something that we took a while to try and understand if, if it was evidence of our love looking after his sheep. But it's more of a demonstration because Jesus tells us to look after his sheep. And as a church, this is something we should do together. And that's why we said that um, we should share times that we've denied because we together as a church can help each other to, to look after sheep and not to deny Jesus and to continue saying yes and held, like, hold each other accountable each time. Let's pray.